0: Connection Through Conversation Join self-described conversationalist Stacey Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational and always entertaining on Stacey Connects
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Stacy Connects. I am Stacy Heller, and today marks the 2 year anniversary of Stacy Connects. <coughs> Perfect. Thank you, Eric. So, at its heart, the show has always been a show about making connections through conversation, about asking questions instead of making assumptions, and about engaging with the elephant in any room. Big fan of the elephant in the room. So uh, so thank you to everybody who's been listening for two long years, all 11 of you. I so appreciate it. Thanks, Mom, and the Glop, and all of her other friends. I think they make up 10 of my 11 listeners. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It just matters that somebody's listening to me. If you like the show, go ahead and subscribe. Then you can... Listen to it later. You may listen live or you may listen later. I'm very accommodating. And remember, you can also listen to Don't Ask Me to Talk, which is my show with Eric, long-suffering Eric. It's on Thursdays on Kixie from 3 to 4. So uh, if you want to call in and wish me a happy anniversary, I mean, I'd be okay with it. The number is 425-373-5527. Otherwise perhaps you want to send me a text uh, greeting or a text happy anniversary, you can do that by leaving a voicemail or texting 475-999-2726. Okay. My guest today is Stacy Harris.
2: Hey there. The other
1: Stacy. The other Stacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Two Stacys and an Eric, which is, <laughs> I'm sure, everything that Eric could possibly dream of.
2: Stuck between two Stacys that's a show (laughs) is that a dream or a nightmare
1: i mean (laughs) i mean yeah enough it wouldn't be dull it would not be dull it would not be dull so uh stacy was my first guest on this show she was here for the first anniversary and now here she is for the second anniversary so i feel like it's our anniversary
2: right i mean Mm -hmm. no but you, you you stand alone like it's you
1: so I'm like the cheese. The we cheese just, stands alone. <laughs> <laughs> is that because the cheese stinks? I never understood that phrase. The cheese stands alone.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Do you know that from a nursery rhyme? No, that's a very, mm, no, that's a very American thing. Do you thing, know it, it,
0: Eric? I don't think it's an, an American thing. I think I've just come up I've with a I've heard of this, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> is it she a Johnism stopped. or a Joanism? No. Hey, Joan.
1: Oh, yeah, there she is. Um, no, I'll look this up during mm. the break because it's definitely a thing. Hmm. Um, so... Hanging
0: out with your mouse friends talking about <laughs> cheese stands alone.
2: <laughs> or is well, it a play on words like, oh, cheese stands alone? No, I think it's literally like three blind
1: mice, something, something, something. I Maybe it's from three blind mice. I don't know. Eric, will you look up like the cheese stands alone? And I feel like it's a rhyme or a line from a nursery rhyme. Hmm. You know that I pull these random things from...
2: Yeah, but I feel like this is a good pun that's for you. Like, she stands alone. She stands alone. Yeah. She stands
0: but lo- it's good. This idiom comes from a children's song. The song comes together with a game. All the children stand in a circle with one child in the center who plays the farmer. The farmer chooses another child <laughs> as the wife, <laughs> who chooses another as a sonslash daughter, who chooses a nurse, and so on. The last child chosen
1: is oh. the cheese.
0: Pop up hat here, excuse me. Last child <laughs> chosen is the cheese. The cheese doesn't choose anyone and stands alone in the center of the circle.
1: And happily, by the way,
0: I still have no clue what the heck they're talking about with that.
1: Yeah, see, I remember. But and I think the cheese is the happiest one.
0: Apparently, it's related to the farmer and the yeah. Dell. Yeah. Okay. The farmer and the Dell. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. farmer takes a yeah. wife. The farmer takes a wife. Hi-ho, the Dario. The farmer and the Dell. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, well, because yeah. the, the rat takes the cheese, I guess, is the last line. I've never made it that far into <laughs> the farmer and the Dell. I, well, it's kind of like the National I ran theme. far away yeah. anytime I heard <laughs> the farmer and the Dell begin. I don't know about you. Two. Run, run. Clearly, You're I did away. not.
1: I was like, we're going to see how this ends. <laughs> (laughs) 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 So that's how it ends with the cheese standing alone in the center and honestly is the happiest out of all of them. So,
2: um, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Like two years, not shocking and still going. Two years
1: and 108 shows.
2: That's pretty good. That's, it's nothing to cheese at (laughs) or sneeze at. No, it's not. Right.
1: So, um, so I'm going to handle this show like I have pretty much all the other ones, which is first I'm going to talk about me. Right. And my conversations and observations from the past week, starting with watching my grand cat. So you can tell a lot about how your children's parenting is going to go from watching their pet. And... Danny was headed to Texas this weekend for a long weekend. And so Wilson came to our house to hang out. My.
0: What kind of kitty is Wilson?
1: An orange Please. tabby.
0: Oh, great.
1: Yes. So. Gotta
0: love orange tabbies.
1: Yes. Unless you are, say, one of three black tuxedo cats. And then. Cats maybe, are so
0: territorial. So I territorial.
1: And Wilson is a bit of a diva kind of rivaling Cole in his diva position. And he just went around sort of spraying everything, like this is my new space. And I was like, oh, you suddenly see how your own needs and whatever are reflected in your children. And I was like, oh my gosh, like very needy, wants attention, wants to be told like, you was pretty. You was kind. You was smart. You was nice. Um, it was a long couple of days that culminated in a windstorm, which I think that it was like the energy of the cats that whipped up that awful windstorm that happened and knocked the power out because they were all so upset about Wilson being in the house to the point where Cole didn't come home. Now, that's not completely shocking. Occasionally, he has like an all-night date and he's back in the morning and everything's good. Well, he didn't come back the next morning. And so I was like, this is weird. And finally, by the afternoon, I started, you know, putting an all-points bulletin out in the neighborhood. Check your ring cameras. I checked mine. He was back at the house at 2.15 in the morning. Looking in the house, no one was answering. No guilt there. And so then I did what any sane person would do. And I contacted my friend who's a pet psychic and was like, hey, Annette, can you check and see if Cole is dead or alive? And so she was like, he's very much alive. He's frightened. He may be hurt. And he's under like a he's hiding under like a ledge or something or other. So I was like, great. So, later on, I realized, oh my gosh, I forgot to tell her the most key bit of information, which is that Wilson, the orange tabby slash grandkitty, had left the building. I had brought him back to Annie's house so that we could reduce the stress. So, I texted her and I was like, tell Cole that Wilson's gone. Cole was back in two hours. And was unscathed and was like, "Mm mm-hmm. See what happens? See what happens? Mm -hmm. So... Uh it was a very passive aggressively aggressive move. It was brilliant, really. So Cole is fine. Uh it was kind of he, like a
2: tell me you're mad without me telling me you're mad kind of thing. Yeah. Mm.
1: And this all happened on the same night that uh some a couple of friends of ours, like we have uh I think there's four couples, so eight of us, we do these family dinners now once a week. We're all pretty much empty nesters or close enough that we're like, well, we can kick you out for the night. And so we get together once a week, and one person makes dinner, not anything fancy, whatever. And so it was at our house. Pete was in New York, and Cole had gone missing. Charlie is out on the front step, bawling, freaking out. I hadn't done anything to prepare. And so these family dinners, like, it was truly A family dinner. Nothing like pulling the curtain back on what's going on in your life and letting people see what happens when they're not supposed to. So that was fun. And then in the middle of it all, the lights went out. So things got really sloppy. Um, So, yeah. I don't even know what to say about all of that. It was just a lot.
2: That's a lot to happen in a very short period of time. Yes. Yes. Right? Right. Yes. Like any one of those on its own on a day. It's kind of like a, "Hmm, let's take a deep breath. Right. Let's work through this. You've got lights out. You've got a dinner party. You've got a cat that's missing, distraught family members, and a windstorm. That's a lot. It was a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank you for
1: understanding. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, I was nearly out of ice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would have tipped Right.
1: I mean, luckily, mm-hmm. a few of them were drinking wine, and so I didn't need ice for that. But I was like, "This could be bad." Um, so, my Staceyism today. Getting right to it, anniversaries. I mean, they're great. Love it. It's a but it's a mark of time. So, Pete and I have a tendency when we're celebrating our anniversary to to do our anniversary in numbers, like. How many places have we visited? How many houses have we lived in? How many cats have we had? How many kids have we had? (laughs) How many many have we ditched? I mean, none, but, you know, there's yet. Um, And so it's, it's this marker of time, and it's exciting, except it's kind of like me trying to show you the pictures today from my trip to Italy. It's like... It's exciting and there's all these stories to tell and experiences that you've had and people that you've met. And yet, like, how do you not bore someone to tears because they didn't experience it? So it's a private thing in a way. Like, you share it with everybody. And again, it's a mark of time. And it's like, look, I've been doing this for two years. And yet all of the guests, all of the wisdom, all of the things that I have learned, ultimately it has been the biggest growth experience for me and ultimately a huge gift that said of course i want you to know that the two-year anniversary gift for traditional is cotton so if you would like to send me something cotton feel free to text that number that i mentioned before and i will happily send you my address uh now here's something that's interesting the modern gift for the two-year anniversary is china That does not seem modern to me. That doesn't track. Right? Like cotton, it could be like, you know, undies or it could be a t-shirt.
0: It's the fabric of our lives.
1: Uh, Exactly. The touch, (laughs) the feel.
2: So I wonder if it's thrift store China, which would be very much the modern take. Well, maybe it's
1: around year two that you realize you actually need some plates that match (laughs) like these days. Or maybe
0: around year two, you just glaze over.
1: Oh, I see what
2: you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. And <laughs> I hope not. If they're thrift, th- they're thrift store China dishes, you don't really care if they get chipped. Because in the journey of life, there's lots of chips. And dip. And <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a very interesting, like the whole traditional versus
2: modern thing. Well, because... Oh, yeah, our peer group uh-huh. in our age range. I'm finding a lot of people are kind of like, I have this china that I got as a wedding gift 25 years ago. We rarely use it. I have to store it and move it every single time we you know, move houses. What am I doing with it again? Hosting a Greek wedding. <laughs> right? Isn't that the tradition where you break the china? Well, yeah, but how many of those does even do even people have... Greek origin hosts. They could buy the whole set. <laughs> There's got to be a market.
0: You could just start using it. <gasps> well, <laughs> what? So that's, that's the happened. other thing, too. And right? wanted, yes. And when it's bust, you know, then you're done.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That sort of plays into my philosophy about jewelry. You know, a lot of people, if they have jewelry that they've collected over the years or it's been given to them by family or it's good jewelry, I'm doing air quotes here, uh, they tuck it away in boxes or little bags so that, you know, the inevitable robber can't get it. Now, I make the argument that now you've already been robbed of it before it even happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're saving it for someday, your China, well, then someday, like, when is that going to be someday enough? So, you're right. Just use it. Use it. I mean, for a while there, I had about eight sets of China. I'm, I'm down, that sort of. Excessive. I mean, does it, though? Like, yes, I could throw think. a party yes. and, like, okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to change subjects.
2: Um, I, I will say, and I, of course I can't remember, I will text the name of the place that we, you you don't get uh, paid to advertise for. But there's a little dive bar in Greenwood, oh. Washington, that um, we met some uh, family members at a couple weeks ago. And none of their plates match. And it appears to be old thrift store china because ultimately it's going to get you know
1: dinged and trashed and and
2: cracked and stuff like that and it definitely fit in with the vibe right you didn't realize you were eating off china until you finished the meal and then i was like wait a second and then i looked at the table and no one had this the exact same thing and i was like that's actually super cool
1: i love that yes i love tables where the chairs don't match and where the the china doesn't match and like that's so fun
2: well, and side note, the the most surprising thing out of all of this was you walk in and you're like, mm, I'm not sure if I should touch anything in here. And then you look at the menu and they're serving escargot, poutine, um, French onion soup, like all this high end, uh, delicious. The food was amazing. The food was so good. And the vibe and, you know, I went in probably a little bit like, ooh, and then I fully embraced. See? Yeah. I mean, we should go there.
1: Are you once I for my anniversary? (laughs) I would like to have a bowl of cotton, (laughs) please.
2: I'm sure they they sell T-shirts.
1: There you go, perfect. So anyway, so happy anniversary, and you know it's it's a weird Staceyism, but I really do feel like anniversaries are ultimately about the people that are involved and that you've shared the memories with. So thank you to all the people that have listened and all the people that have been guests and to Eric and to you, Stacy, for starting this whole thing because you told me that I talk so much that I should have my own show. Uh, it's made it a really great two years.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Let's just go down memory lane just a little bit. It was mm-hmm. August of 2020,
0: mm-hmm.
2: bombing down whatever highway it is in eastern Washington, and, and basically, and, and, yeah, mm-hmm. but in a 17 minute discussion, you made the decision and here you are. To, so a 17, more thought was put into it than the 17 minutes. I mean, not really. <laughs> 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 Let's be honest.
1: Let's be honest. Like, I'm like, don't ask me to talk. But, but you not. said
2: you were going to give it a year.
1: I did. And here we are. I am You're nothing if not committed. Too. <laughs> I've given Pete 30
2: Overachiever.
1: Right? I'm like, oh, you're going to have to kill me to get rid of me. (laughs) So uh, although you can get rid of me for the next like 90 seconds because let's go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. Keep listening to Stacey Connects.
0: Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul.
1: Okay, so welcome back to Stacey Connects. My guest today is my friend, Stacey Harris. Um, I, When we first started hanging out together, the way to keep us uh, sorted who is who, since Stacey is from Australia, uh, and people will say then that she's an Aussie, uh, we were going by Aussie and Harris. Mm-hmm. It worked. It did work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I kind of like the name Harriet. It has sort of that like random aesthetic, you know?
2: Well, and I I get the redhead vibe from the name Harriet, which is appropriate.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. So, when Stacy and I were driving uh to what would become my lake house, she came with me for the uh trek across to go for the inspection. And one of the things that we talked about was topics from the fishbowl. This idea that, uh, you know, I always joke, give me a topic and I can just start talking about it. And so I quickly wrote down this morning a whole bunch of random topics and I'm just gonna pull something out and we're gonna talk about it. And Eric, you're welcome to join us. Goodness knows what it's gonna be. All right, so Stacy, pick out the first one. And let's see.
0: And folks can actually hear the sound of you picking that yeah. topic. See? Because you've got a bowl. I do. The topics. <laughs> I literally have a pieces bowl. pieces of paper right and there. And just... mom
1: would be so proud. It is a small version of the water bottle or the water bowl I keep on my counter for my cat, and I keep a ceramic fish in it. So it is truly topics from a fish bowl. Okay. What is the reoccurring dream that you have, and do you know what it means? I know mine. Go. I'm in a hybrid of multiple houses that I've had. And I'm in the process of, like, renovating or cleaning it out. And there is this attic that has so much stuff in it. And I just, like, I keep trying to get over to it. But it is so much stuff. And I have it every so often. And, like... The house is located where my house in Connecticut was. So, like, that's the, the general look. But then some of, like, all of these details. And so I looked this up, what it means when you dream of, like, a space and you're, you know, trying to empty things out. And basically it's like I'm trying to get rid of past stories or past stuff in my life. And I'm trying to make room for new. Mm, interesting. And it took me a while to look it up because, you know, I never really want to know what my dreams are about because that could go either way. Um, But I've had it just so often and to the point where even in my dream, I'm like, oh, okay, we're back again.
2: Uh, Do you dream in color?
1: Yes, I think so. Interesting.
2: Take note next time.
1: Okay. Mm. Note to dreaming self. Mm. Yeah. So that is a, and then the other one that I have is that I, I don't fly, not like Superman fly but i sort of like levitate like i can just lift up from a standing position and just sort of,
2: kind of like chris angel
1: yes mm-hmm. i am basically
2: like the female chris... version of yes. chris angel yeah, yeah yeah
1: and i can just move around anywhere and um and people are like what are you doing and i'm like i don't know it's just something i can do don't worry about it and uh i haven't looked up the meaning of that one because again
2: Do you really want to know? Do I really want to know? You don't want to ask the question you don't want the answer to. Correct. Right. Mine is uh, running through a creek uh, that is familiar to the landscape that I used to grow up in in Australia. And I'm trying, and it's not a very deep creek, um, but I'm trying to run across it and my legs aren't moving fast enough. Oh. I have not looked it up because I am terrified to know what that means
1: now is the current like going fast Mm -mm. or are you just like your legs are stuck
2: they're moving but they're moving so slow that they feel like i can feel the heaviness in the dream and i'm looking down and i'm confused as to why my legs aren't running as fast as i believe they can (laughs) Mm. would you like me to psychoanalyze oh sure sure maybe
1: i mean rivers and water are a symbol of life right Mm. so with your life like, your mind is in such a hurry to cross from point A to point B, and your leg, like, you're not happy with the fact that you're not moving fast enough. But, like, maybe you're meant to enjoy
2: the journey a little mm. more. Maybe,
1: maybe you don't need to be in such a run to get mm. to the other side. Maybe what's over there isn't that great anyway.
2: Well, my current uh, life stage of Golden Golan Training is helping with that. So um, maybe that's why I haven't had the dream for a while. That could be it. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting, I Eric. Like what about
2: you?
0: I don't think I have a recurring dream.
2: Oh, All right. Not the classic, like standing in front of your classmates. No, no. I have. I worked with a, a gentleman who um, is a dear friend. Uh, <laughs> had a recurring dream almost once a year um, of being late for his finals in college and tumbling down a hill that was on the campus of the college that he went to. Um, and it, it, like, when he tells the story, my anxiety levels, like, raise <laughs> because I'm anxious for him in his dream state. Like, interesting, yeah. And then Dave has the recurring, uh, basic training, dream. Oh, and dream I think or that I, I, I think it's PTSD. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't feel like a dream. That feels like a remembrance. But we do talk about uh, he dreams in color. I do not. Interesting. You need to look that up. Yeah, we do. You know what you should do? You should look that up. I should look that up. Gosh, so many things. Don't you love when people say, you know what you should do?
1: Yeah. Well, I wish there was a way to look that up without waiting to go to the library and look up in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. (laughs) Ready to pick the next one? Oh. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Here it is. Worst day of the week.
2: Like, not because something happened, but just if you were to pick one of the seven days. Yeah. What's the worst?
1: Which, keep in mind that it's kind of like the 13th floor. Like, essentially, the 13th floor becomes the 14th floor. Right. So, like, if you got rid of a day, right. it would still be your Monday or your Friday. You know what I mean? But, like, generally, what do you feel like the worst day of the week is?
2: I would probably say Mondays just because, mm, yeah, but, Yeah. I so when I worked in corporate... America, I always wanted to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I didn't want to have my weekend be tainted by Fridays and Mondays.
1: Right. But then your Tuesday becomes Monday. Monday.
2: Oh, we have a caller.
0: We do. Yeah. We, we've we got somebody that uh, wanted to congratulate you on two years.
1: What? Who is it? Yes. Joan,
0: are you there? Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yes. Hi, Mom. Hi,
3: sweetie pie. Congratulations. You're great. I Thank think you. Are. And hi to Stacy too.
2: Hi, really. Joan. How are hi. you?
3: I have a big crowd here tonight. We even have Ginny um, Lachlan here as a guest to listen. Hi, Jenny. That's it's,
1: fun. It, yes, it's very special. Well, it I really mean, is. I might be up to 12 of listeners now. Yeah.
2: Now, Joan, tell me, do you and the crew have the sleeping bags with the arms, attire, ready to go for the winter season?
1: Sleeping bags with the arms?
3: Yeah,
2: remember you were looking into those,
1: like, wiggly
2: worm sleeping
1: bags?
0: Isn't that a slanket?
3: No, no, because I don't. But when the last time I was there, I borrowed things from Stacy. She borrowed things from me, too. It's a polite way of saying, mm, you know what? But anyway, the kids, the two girls gave me this wonderful, um, I don't know, it's like a... It's a turtleneck turtleneck. poncho. And it is so warm.
2: So you can sit out inside and enjoy the evening cocktail hour. Yes, Yes.
3: absolutely perfect. So I love every minute of it. Now, Stacey, I just have one thing to say to you, Stacey Heller. What is it? (laughs) I gave you my jewelry. And you, you're supposed to be wearing it.
1: I do. Not? That's what I said. If you don't wear your jewelry, it's like you've been robbed of it before you can be robbed. Oh, okay. I was like, so you I weren't, need- like, listening. You were talking is what I'm hearing.
3: Oh, stop. No. I'm, we never talk.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh? Yeah.
3: No. And we've called Trey Kelly. You can tell them what – Trey Kelly is my favorite restaurant. This is the third time in less than a week we've had dinner from there.
2: They
1: should become a sponsor
2: of the show. Well, I, I or at know. least give you free meals for the shout-out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, right, yeah, so Trey Fatelli, for all of you that <laughs> live in
1: the um, in the Newtown-Langhorn area, check it out, a great Italian little place. It's yes, delicious.
3: Absolutely. That sounds like the kind
0: of recurring dream I could get behind, right?
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, it's
3: delicious, and we all have something different. One's having an arugula salad, Diane's having um, a steak sandwich, cheesesteak, and um, Lee and I are having chicken Frances or something like that. I can't pronounce it. Um, and we have it, it, and it's different, so it's great.
1: We have what we want. Perfect. Everybody yeah. gets what they want, and then you have two meals out of it. That's exactly why we do it. Because I can't possibly eat all of that. It's so much food.
3: <laughs> all right, you guys have fun. Your show is great. I'm proud of you, Stacey. Thanks, Mom. Love, love you, Joan.
1: Okay. Bye. 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 I mean. Riveting radio.
2: Adorable, though. And uh, we've known each other for a while, and it just dawned on me that you and your mom have the exact same laugh. Oh, I have that. (laughs) Yeah, the Betty Rubble thing. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, what's your worst day of the week?
1: Oh, uh, I want to say my worst day of the week is Wednesday. Hmm. Mondays, I don't mind. It gives me, like, a new hope, which I think is, like, one of the Star Wars movies or something. It's kind of like, this is going to be okay. I'm going to turn the page. Like, this is the week that I'm going to go for a walk every day. This is the week that I'm going to do whatever it is that I don't end up doing. And by Wednesday, I realize it's all gone to hell. So, like, Wednesday is the day that I'm like, and we're back. So, yeah. So, I think Wednesday all right, I'll go with that. Yep. What about you, Eric? Do you have a least
2: favorite day of the week?
0: Tuesdays, of course. They're the worst. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> wow. You're gonna both wow. on both coasts. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's
0: every fine. Every every day of the week uh, has its, you know, ups and downs. So I don't have a particular one that I think is is bad.
2: Alright. Yeah. He's so PC. That's very positive too. Eric. I know. I like that.
0: And I very much enjoy Tuesdays.
2: Oh, I love you too. Though.
0: Especially three did, to four.
2: Did you want me to pick another one? Yeah. Because you're, I did, but you don't like this one?
1: Oh, I didn't. Oh. I, I got distracted. I know you're shocked. Okay. Were you talking? Maybe. <laughs> I was talking. Okay. Ooh, now we're going with a hot button topic. Mm. Uniforms in schools, even public. Mm-hmm. Should it happen?
2: Yeah. I... <laughs> I grew up in a country where, in public school, public school, private school, you all wore a uniform, and I hated it as a kid. Um, but as a uh, recently early, not early, <laughs> empty nester, mm-hmm. um, I am starting to uh, get over the PTSD of raising, you know, young children and. The fight over clothing and what am I going to wear today and all that kind of stuff. And it never, there was never a fight in our home and there was never bullying at school. Right. Based on what you wore, because considered a dictatorship or not, there was a requirement in order to be able to attend the school um, and be educated. Mm -hmm. You had to wear the uniform.
1: I actually would agree. I've done all of it. I did, uh, Public school, where you could wear what you wanted. I've done procreal school, where you had the uniform. And I've done private school, where you had a dress code. And I have to say, the uniform thing, there's the argument that you then don't get to have autonomy. I would disagree. Because how Marianne Malone wore her uniform in eighth grade was way different <laughs> than how I wore it, how Amy Jennings wore it, and how Barbara Ann Luby wore it. Just saying. And so, you know... You really bring in your own flavor mm, into mm-hmm. your uniform. And I agree with you in terms of equity. Like, if there are families that, you know, uh, style choices that is difficult for, then you wouldn't necessarily know. That's something that you don't have to worry about, sort of the idea of haves and have-nots or or any of that.
2: Well, and we um, were financially challenged growing up. And so for us... Um, Five days of the week, we were never judged by the clothes that we wore right. by our peers, which, ch- let's face it, children are horrible to each other, mm-hmm. c- or can be horrible to each other. Um, and because they're trying to discover their identity and quite often comes through brand, um, which I think on the last time I was on the show a year ago, uh, I talked about the fact that um, brands, I would, I don't want to buy anything with brand on it because I'm not going to pay f- for free advertising. right rabbit hole we won't go into on, on today but um there is such tremendous pressure to keep up and that is not the responsibility of children it's not the responsibility of their parents either but um it also allowed my mother to know that um our street clothes mm-hmm. weren't going to be tattered um as quickly because we weren't wearing them as often sure yeah
1: i'm what do you think eric
0: yeah i think i'm four uh, uniforms as well for for school. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean and we did the whole eye roll when the principal would be like you got to you know pull your socks up or right. whatever and I'm like you need a life. Right. right. So, I mean
1: yeah. right like I mean gone are the days when that was the thing that the principal had to worry about right. solely <laughs> right. by the way. Yes. Um but I agree like it just it becomes a great equalizer it becomes less of a talking point and then school activities are where you know you showed up for the dance and it was like you got a chance to like okay, you know, what are you wearing? And uh, when I was in private school and we had a dress code, you know, you actually, you paid to wear jeans mm-hmm. every so often mm-hmm. and the money went towards a charity. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, I don't know. Um, we I- had a free dress day, so once a semester. we On a Friday, we would be able to do free dress, so you got to wear whatever you wanted. Um, and then you paid 50 cents or whatever, and it went to the end of school year celebrations or whatever. Um. Uh, and one of our nieces actually just said, "Oh, we've got a um, wear your hair day, oh, however like a you want, day type yeah." Thing. And uh, she was telling us about what she was going to do to her hair and stuff like that. And uh, it dawned on me that it it was great because they were focusing on maybe something that allowed kids to be creative without cost, right? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still turning up, and whether consciously or unconsciously, being judged because of what they wear.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That was Childhood is one.
2: tough enough. Like, <clears> throat> throat> I agree. Yeah. But I was, I don't know which of those four women, young girls in their uniforms that you were talking about. Um, well. But. Here's the setch.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you asked. So. Eighth grade year, we go to South Street Seaport in New York where there's all of these like people that sell stuff. And I buy this really cool hat. It's the time of Duran Duran. Mm. So like a fedora type hat. Mm. And my parents had ditched me. I know mom is right now like completely getting mad and thinking about calling back. Don't, I'm kidding. But my father had bought a business and so she and my dad would leave early in the morning and come home a little bit later at night. And my brother and I looked out for each other. I was in eighth grade. He was a senior in high school. So he drove me to school that day. And I remember being like, I don't want to get out of this car. I'm wearing this hat. People are going to say something. And he was like, just get out of the car. They're going to say something about you, Like, no matter what you do. So just get out of the car. So a loving push out the door. And so I wore it. And sure enough, people grabbed my hat. And I got teased for about a week. 10 days later, Amy Jennings showed up with a hat. And there it was. And she got best dressed at the end of the school year. I have to tell you, I was the trendsetter. She wore it better.
2: (laughs) So you were the fashion forward and she brought it mainstream. Yes. You were runway. She was street. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) She was off the rack. I you, mean, were the, you were the runway. She was up she rack. was
1: tall and pretty and a cheerleader, okay? Let's just call a spade a spade. And that's just how, like, folks, that's how life works, okay? Mm-hmm. And Barbara Ann Luby, she was a theater kid, and I would wear, with my little yellow blouse that was awful looking, a blue sweater vest and my pearl necklace. And suddenly, Barbara Ann Luby started wearing an pearl necklace. So...
2: I would like to find these women, by the way, and... Oh, you, you think that guests. I don't look?
1: I think I'm friends with Amy on Facebook, actually.
2: Please have Amy on.
1: I, Please. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Be like, you know, I'm still holding on to this.
0: I just want to know what an pearl is. Is <laughs> that a, like a, add a, add a boy? but no, you say it to your grandma. Add a, pearl. Add a pearl.
1: No, an add a pearl is like, <laughs> you know, when I was born, my godparents started giving me pearls, and then every oh, year you add some more to it. And I actually, it. I wore it walking down the aisle on my wedding day.
0: We At had, that point, you had added all the pearls. I
1: had added, well, it was like, all right, we got to finish this thing up because she got married much <laughs> sooner than we thought she was going to. So it was a, a race to the finish. Okay. Next question. These are just, this is just riveting radio, don't you think? What is the song that you sing the most in the shower?
2: Anyone? Anyone? Um, I have a couple, of course. mm Mine is, I think, Every Breath I Take. Or you take. I take. You take. The police. Okay. Mm.
1: Okay. So not the P. Diddy one?
2: Uh, every now and then that, that that comes in. Like a verse about, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about you, Eric?
0: Ba-ba-ba, clean and fresh. ba, ba, ba <laughs> clean and fresh. No. does
1: it feels like it was way- he was waiting for this question. I know, right? He had that locked and right? ready. He was like, oh, this is my time to shine, literally. I've been
2: waiting.
0: <laughs> you know, it just depends on what I'm listening to because uh, I'll sing along to a-, a song if I like that song, if it's on, you know, the-, the radio that I'm listening to at the time.
1: Oh. I rotate between three. I sing something from Annie, You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile. Or I sing that, like, um, Would You Like to Swing on a Star? And the various verses about, like, the mule and the pig and the fish. And the other one I sing, and I sang it this morning, which is what inspired this, is the sun, sunny side of the street. Yeah.
2: Do you do, like, Broadway
1: version? Oh, 100%. Oh, I, yeah, Again, I am mm-hmm. I am the love child of Ethel Merman and Kate Smith. <laughs> and with a little Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan thrown in. And it's very, like, ma cha-cha-cha. <laughs> And, uh, which is to say horrifying, but
2: I amuse myself. Uh, when I was a teenager, for some reason, uh, I thought the acoustics in our shower were amazing. Well, they are in a shower. Amazing grace. Haven't you seen Pitch Perfect? <laughs> Actually, I haven't. But, what? I know. Hmm. Um, but, amazing grace. And, of course, I only knew the first verse, so I just kept on, that on repeat. And my mother, bless Diane. Um, she never said anything, but her, the eye roll that she would, uh, throw at me when I was walking towards the bathroom was like, I have to listen to the only verse that, and the chorus that were, yeah, that she knows for the next 20 minutes.
1: Well, I mean,
2: I, I sang it like I was auditioning.
1: Well, is there any other way to <laughs> sing in the shower? That's the point of singing in the shower. But we only had one
2: bathroom in our house.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah. So, mm. I mean, you were center stage.
0: You know, it's just
2: childhood embarrassments, right? I mean, own but, it. Uh, but bless parents, and we are in that position, right? You're like, our kids will never know how many eye rolls. Never. No. No. Yeah. I will I will tell you one very quick Funny story. Um, I said to my husband the other night in the car, um, I to show him how much I, I really like being with him. As I, I say, I like you because mm-hmm. there's is plenty. Right? Yes, that's like <laughs> right. Because almost bigger than I love you. No, it, it. I actually think it's bigger. Right, because you can love someone but not really like them.
0: This right. is true. Yeah, life yeah, okay. lesson
2: I learned when I was seven. When my grandfather died, my grandmother was like, "I loved him, but I didn't really like him." And at seven, I was like. What just happened? Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. and I said to him, "Did you know? Do you know that I have never flipped you off in a different room?" Wow, that's
1: big. It is big. My mother flips me off like <laughs> all the time.
2: But here's the kicker: she's, she's flipping it- me off right now. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I I said to him when we got into bed later. I said, "You know, let's look at the negative space of this." And he goes, oh, "Okay." <laughs> How many bedrooms do we have so I can go to sleep in a different room? And I was like, you didn't actually tell me that you've never flipped me off from a different <laughs> room. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a flip-offer. No. He admitted that he hasn't, um, but um, there were some other things that he was willing to, be, to admit to, which we had a very, very good laugh, like tear-inducing laugh about. Oh, that's good. Before we went to sleep. Yeah. But I was like, let's focus on the fact that you didn't actually say it back to me. Um, And so do we need to talk about the fact that he flipped me off, which uh, would at the time would have been incredibly justified knowing Dave.
1: I mean, I'm a double barrel (laughs) flipper offer, but mostly it's because it, it typically has nothing to do with Pete and everything to do with me and the fact that I'm like, oh, he's right or he called me out on something or whatever. It typically is a direct reflection of whatever's going on with me.
2: Future fishbowl for an, another guest yes. is, have you ever flipped off your spouse from a different room? All right. It, I think it would be telling.
1: I mean, yes. So I mean, we know my answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Should we take How a many, quick, okay. quick break? Let's take a quick yes. break. And then we've got more riveting topics. So keep listening to the second anniversary show of Stacey Connects. <laughs>
0: Stacy Heller is many things entertaining yet enlightening she's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon like Winston Wolf she's a fixer who gets things done with style practical like dr. Ruth Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers she's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do most of all Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and And ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Stacy Connects. We are doing topics from the fishbowl, a literal bull I'll have to take a picture of it and post it on my social media yes that's right Stacy talks my Instagram page I am almost done catching up with designs for posts for some reason I did it backwards so I have to catch up anyway I'll post a picture you'll love it um my guest today is Stacy Harris and Stacy Eric and I are answering these these things that I put in a um oh gosh that I put in the fishbowl. Including this, doozy. Which of the seven dwarves are you? Which it's dwarfs, not dwarves. So that's the first lesson that you're taking away from this. I thought that the plural of dwarf was dwarves. No, yeah, turns out it's just dwarfs. Really? Yeah, just a just a simple s, fs instead of hmm. turning the f to v. Right. Like scarf. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why learning the English language is difficult. I was today old when you learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question again?
2: (laughs) Oh, how do you spell (laughs)
1: dwarfs? No, which of the seven dwarfs are you?
2: Depends on the day. Um, I or seven. I feel like yes. I feel like I frequently go from sleepy to dopey, but that's because I'm also. What I thought was an existential crisis is just me being a golden girl in training. So,
1: I love that you're a golden girl in training. Mm. It's just because you moved to an island. <laughs> like,
2: oh, why are you a golden girl? Well, we are the youngest in the neighborhood by about 30 years. Um, most of our neighbors have great-grandchildren.
1: Okay, but then you would be in a retirement community if you were a golden girl.
2: I feel like we're in so a... So maybe you're like a silver girl. yeah. Like, you're pre-golden. Well, per my friend Adam, though, aren't we all just golden girls in training? I mean, one can hope. Right. I mean, you want to be.
1: I think Mom, Lee, Diane, Ginny, I mean, those gals are like golden girls.
2: They should have their own show.
1: They should have their own show, and they can all decide who's who. Right. Uh, But for right now, the question is, are you happy, doc? grumpy, dopey, bashful, sleepy, or sneezy?
2: Is there a dopey and a sleepy? <laughs> there is a dopey and there is a sleepy. Okay, so you're there yes, too? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I waver. Okay. Well, just because I also spelled Jesus with a G once, um, of which my <laughs> husband looked at me <laughs> and thought I was having an aneurysm. I mean, um
1: he is Catholic, and that's like, <laughs> no, basically. he's
2: not. He's not? I am. Oh my! God. I know, I know. In, Did you in go to theory. confession?
0: Did you use a Z as well? Because that's usually how
1: I... <laughs> G- I'm not that E-E-Z. edgy. Okay, you, you guys know that my mom's now really going to call. She's going to call you, Eric, and talk to you about rejoining the church so that you can start spelling this right.
2: All right. Uh, in my defense, though, we were talking about the alphabet last night, and I, uh, I don't know what I said, but Dave said, well, you had a 1 in 27 chance.
0: There you go.
2: So it uh, like, might be a match,
1: like the, like the Spanish alphabet, like "enye." I mean, all right. What about what about you, Eric? Which of the dwarves, dwarves?
0: I mean, I feel like yeah, I've I've been all of these except for maybe Doc. I don't know why. Like a guy with a job is just one of the. <laughs> because know, the,
1: it sets him and apart. A, guy,
0: a, a dwarf with allergies. <laughs> That's his thing too, but the others are, you know, conditions. I guess I don't know. I probably bashful more than, uh, more than the others, but I I've definitely been sneezy, <laughs> and I've I've been grumpy.
2: <laughs> I I relate a lot to grumpy. I would never describe you as
1: grumpy. Well, just because I'm like really, really, <laughs> and I mean I don't act necessarily from that, whereas grumpy did. Mm. But in my head, I'm probably thinking, really? Yes. Which is yet more proof that I am exactly like my mother.
2: A uh, fun project for you to, you know, in all this spare time, is if the seven dwarfs, dwarfs, well done. were to get uh, brand endorsements in, today, in 2020, 2023, oh who would they, like, line up with? Bashful would be with Match.com. Ooh.
0: By, by the way, it's still 2022.
2: Well, yes. (laughs) She's thinking. uh, Yes. (laughs) All the contracts, they take a long time to put together for next year. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) new budgets. Doc would represent
1: like an ED medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, Sneezy Claritin. Uh, Right. 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 And I do think bashful with like the, like some, you know, match.com or something like that. Like, you know, we turned bashful into like boastful. (laughs) You
2: Know something like I'm, that, like that would be a really
1: fun Starbucks
0: and Sleepy definitely, uh, getting uh, together, yeah.
1: right? Red wow. Bull,
0: either that Big or like <laughs>
2: Sleepy Wings,
0: Motel Six or something <laughs> <laughs> with Sleepy. Um,
2: that's a fantastic project yeah. idea. That you, is, you should good. do that. Oh my gosh, hey, brands. Like, yeah, hey, bring the dwarfs back. There you go, campaign,
1: we're bringing dwarfs back, okay. Gosh, that was a good one. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I love the fact that you chuckled when you saw it before you read it out. Oh, yeah, and I, I was, was like, oh, this isn't going to be a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a long one. Okay. So this is going to have to be the last time. Oh, no, this is too long. Like, it's too serious. Pick another one. Oh. Yeah, because we only have, like, four minutes left. Okay. Thanksgiving. Is it called stuffing or dressing? It's a thing, you know.
2: I call it. I think I call it stuffing, but we call it stuffing in Australia. Is that British?
1: No, it's just so people have different things about like if it's stuffing or if it's dressing, if it's in the turkey or out of the turkey, like in the casserole dish or within the turkey. Like, Eric, do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we've, in my family, we've always called it stuffing, although it rarely actually got stuffed. <laughs> it was mostly. Served as dressing, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, dressing is like what you put on your salad, so that's weird right. too. So yeah, I'd say stuffing. It's like the soda slash pop thing. I think it's a regional. Thing, right. Yeah, know.
1: we're we're stuffing. Yeah. Instead of potatoes, actually, well, we like both. Well, what does Martha say? I mean, honestly, who knows? Like she's like the more the merrier. And by the way, here's a delicious recipe and all the ingredients that you can buy. From my website. She
0: probably says dressing. I think that's, I feel like that's more East Coast.
1: Well, it's like my mother in tomato, tomato. If I say tomato, she will actually correct me and say it's tomato. I'm like, mm. Huh. I feel like it's not.
0: <laughs> Is she British?
1: No. She's bougie.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes. I never actually heard anybody ever say, uh, what, <laughs> tomato? Tomato. Until I went to the UK and I said, uh, can I have a tomato or whatever and they said tomato and they're like he
2: means tomato I was like <laughs> translation <laughs> really yes. you mm-hmm. mean... yeah uh, so she so, says yeah. tomato
0: so tomato tomato
2: neither
1: neither either either but
0: nobody says potato by thank the way yes. thank I- that's just a you know they right. needed a rhyme
1: well they needed to they needed something okay maybe we have time for one more okay make it a good a one a quickie a quickie <clears throat> Plastic surgery, yay or nay? Yes. Really?
2: Yeah, nothing nothing Joan Rivers style, uh, which I'm not sure that she was able to blink at one point towards <laughs> the end. Um, but, you know. I wonder if she was cremated, and if she was, I wonder if she would actually burn. <laughs> like, if
1: you have so much stuff right. like, that you're made up of. Mm. That's a good um, question. You? No. No. Mm. And yet, if I were to... Find out that I had breast cancer, right. then I would consider reconstructive surgery and I would size down.
2: Mm. Medically induced plastic surgery, I think, is different from like just
1: opting for Right. Right, right. Like, so, and do you consider like Botox and things like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. See,
2: I- I'm like, I've seen my Christmas future, <laughs> and it's not awesome. And so if there's But are anything- you
1: happy?
2: With what? Your Christmas future. Oh, it's fine. But I'm like, well, you know, the whole jowl look, um, it's really not flattering. Um, it's okay for other people. It's worked for Doc. <laughs> <laughs> All signs come back to the dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so n- nothing uh, that looks like you're permanently scared. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. Right. Now, the ironic thing is, my mother, in an effort to help me with the stitches that I got on my chin, had a plastic surgeon hmm. do the surgery on my chin. And she wasn't anticipating <laughs> that I would be a little bit heavy set. And so now I have like a double chin that's like slightly set back. So that's cool. <laughs> so,
2: anyway. So you're a maybe? depending on the sitch
1: i'm a i'm a generally a no Hmm. unless again there was like you know you're in there for something and so like
2: there's a certain friends actress oh my gosh um no the other one courtney cox no the other one
1: Uh, we'll have to talk about it offline (laughs) all right i think we're out of time with all of these riveting topics um jennifer aniston yeah okay anyway Hey, happy anniversary, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Stacy. And uh, I would go fishing with you guys anytime and have a blast. Congratulations. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. Stay connected. Mm-hmm.